Blog Talk Radio. Gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches, a geek girl podcast from our perspective. I am the head hauntress, and uh, we're going to keep it on the early convention season recap this tonight because, well, as you listened to our episode a couple weeks ago, us sexy witches and our correspondents were all very busy about to go to a bunch of different media conventions across the country. And today on this show, we are going to have a recap of all those wonderful things that we did over the last couple weeks on the show. Then at 10 o'clock tonight, a regular correspondent, our sexy Bondi witch from Chicago, currently living in L.A., Kelsey Zukowski, she's going to call in and give us a review of The Wizarding World of Harry Potter, which opens this week in Hollywood Universal Studios. Uh, She got to go to this staff uh, preview so we're going to talk to her about it she's also been to the one in florida as as i have so we can compare and contrast the different worlds and of course we're always going to end with a great community calendar but i can't do this alone you got to have three people in a coven so let me bring up my sexy witches if i can ah ah so my first sexy witch, she resides in Clifton Forge, West Virginia. She is a regular on the East Coast Horror Con circuit and a ma- my partner in crime, self-professed Marvel fan as well as horror, and she loves comics of all shapes and sizes. So please welcome to the show my sexy porn witch, Erin Marie. How you doing, girl? Doing fine, darling. How are you? Fine. It's been a couple weeks. How you just and you just let us off with rather a shock in the pre-call. You said you didn't like Krampus. Oh no, no. no. Oh no. It might be something okay. I have to watch again in a few years, but eh, yeah, it was just a lot campier than I expected it to be. It didn't have anything really interesting to say to me. Honestly, it was just kind of eh. Oh, the feels. Oh, right, my Krampus feels. I know. I it, like both Queenie and I had it in our top five this year, and we loved, loved, loved Krampus. So we're very, very sad at this development. But you know, uh, then again, so I've also what we do in the shadows was amazing, though. Come on now, I watched that like well, actually now I've seen it five times in the past three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, well, as long as you agree on that one, because that movie was my favorite movie of last year by far. So I we're, we're that good. One. That one ruled, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more because you attended this past weekend, or two yes, weeks ago, I think. 
Mad Monster Party in Charlotte, mm-hmm. North Carolina. And they were actually on the list, the cast of What We Do in the Shadows. But hold that thought just for a minute, because we got to bring on the other sexy voice that's been in the background, devastated that she didn't like Krampus. My other sexy <laughs> witch. She resides in Eugene, Oregon. She's a writer for Living Dead Magazine and an aspiring filmmaker and published author. She's a horror Greek to the extreme and also often a barbarian woman at live action role play. Uh, look for her wolfy attitude at Den Con and her personal writings and her popular blogs and YouTube channels. Please welcome to the show our sexy werewitch, Queenie Todd. How you sweet go- doing, sweetie? I'm hanging in there. Uh, I've kind of overworked my body the last little while. <laughs> so is oh, your back hammering? Because, you know, I, I can't yeah. afford hazard pay for our jobs yet. You know, I I can barely <laughs> afford us press passes. So, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, I'm doing <laughs> fun stuff. Don't worry. I was having a good time. Yeah. I was barbaring it yeah. up. I was doing LARP after LARP after LARP because tis the season. Tis the season, indeed. So, and it's only gonna if the weather holds out, it's only gonna get more insane. So, here, yep. believe it or not, it is actually was gorgeous when I got back from the UK, and today it was freezing. It was like winter out there. Made us very, very sad. Uh, <laughs> so, I like the winter normally, but it just didn't feel natural. So maybe Krampus is out there making unnatural winters or something. I don't know. But anyway, uh, hang in there, Queenie, because. Katie, you and I are going to, we're kind of kind of be on the back burner a bit for this episode because we didn't get to do all the cool things, even though we had our own cool things. We didn't get to do all the cool things that our Collins are going to get to. They got to go see and meet all these awesome things and geek out and do all these wonderful events all over the nation. So we're going to talk about that tonight. And uh, so let's go ahead and bring it back to sexy witch Erin Marie. And let's just say... You walked in the door of Mad Monster Party, and I know that your bucket list there was Malcolm McDowell. And if you look at our slideshow, I know you yes. achieved that bucket list. So please, let's yes, lead I off for why you were there. So go ahead. <laughs> well, if you want to hear the funniest story, honestly, Tony Moran is known as Michael Myers, and he was there this past week. Uh, well, it was this past weekend. It was weekend before last. I didn't know what the guy looked like in person, honestly. I had just, I got there Thursday, and I was hanging around in the smoking area with my friends a lot, and it was just the most comfortable place to sit at the hotel. There was big, cushy, nice outside seats where the smokers went, so I just sat out there a lot. And I was trying to strike up a conversation with this guy, and I kept asking him things like, you know, are you here for Mad Monster Party? (laughs) <laughs> and I'm here to see Malcolm McDowell. Are you here to see anybody specific? And eh, all of these attempts at a conversation failed. So about 10, 15 minutes later, I come back out, and one of my friends, Gina, was, like, sitting there and talking to the guy, and I was like, oh, shit, if Gina's talking to him, that means he's probably famous. Fuck me. I just made, like, a faux pas. So they scoot in the chair for me, and they start talking about how this is Tony Moran, who was Michael Myers, and Halloween, John Carpenter original. And they were asking him what it was like to work with Jamie Lee Curtis and all this stuff. And 
they were introducing me to him, and he was like, oh, I've already met Erin. He was like, yeah, she kind of is a horror snob because she was asking me what kind of horror I was into. And then she asked me about Malcolm McDowell, and he's like, I didn't say it, but I thought, fuck Malcolm McDowell and that Rob Zombie Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, that's right. Oh, my God, girl. Holy shit, fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. I hope you... I hope you just slipped him just for to put some insult to injury. You should have slipped him a card right there. Here, be on our I'm show. Just, <laughs> I'm just like, dude, look, let me stop you there. Okay, uh, I love Malcolm McDowell, but original fucking Halloween. You cannot give the monster a soul. You can't try to explain the reason why no, he does shit. He ceases to be a monster. Right. I I detect. I I know that uh, Queenie might be an exception here on this party, but I really despise the Halloween remake by Rob Zombie for Absolutely. a lot of reasons. <laughs> oh my God. And, okay, and, and it's not be- I don't like the Halloween movies. Oh man. I love oh, Rob Zombie, God. but not that. Well, yeah, I, I love Rob Zombie. He's made two of my favorite movies. He did the devil's rejects. Devil's he rejects. Did yeah. The haunted El little Super, Bisto. Super Bisto, which is like the <laughs> shiznit. I love that. And I love so much. Salem, I mean, which is weird as fuck. I I despise the film too, but I, love I think it. it's pretty. I know I'm weird. Brent, no, well, Brent I liked is, it. The ending was a little fucked, but I really did like most of the atmosphere. I really did like Lords well, of Salem. I liked what I he was trying like to go were, with. I think it was pretty, and that was because Brandon Trost, who we had Sarah Trost on two episodes ago, that was her brother. So we we root the trusts on and everything they do. So and I, and it is a gorgeous looking movie. I can't say Lords of Salem isn't gorgeous. I just have lots of issues with the screenplay. But that's another story. Yeah. Another show. We're not talking about that. We're talking about you faux pas yeah. and Malcolm and Dax, Tony Moran. <laughs> and I mean, how can we even top that? Yeah, it, it, was, point, it, it was kind of uh, me trying to save face for the next twenty four hours. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, I don't think he's ever going to like me. But by Saturday night, he was drunk and happy to take pictures with me and shit. He didn't care. He was, like, calling me ginger and shit. He was like, are you Irish? I was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, all right, ginger, come here. He is a little bit known for his eccentricity. So I'm sure in the end, he probably thought it was funny. So Probably. yeah, let's hope so. Or he forgot well, he about it. he remembers my name, that's excuses. for sure. Oh, I've met Aaron. I was okay, trying so- to give him horror tips. <laughs> like okay, movies. So- I'm like, have you seen Martyrs? Uh, so- I was. So instead... Oh my god. Okay, so besides like making major faux pas with our horror <laughs> icons we love, was how was the actual show? How was the panels and the floor layout and everybody how it was, was what, what go for it. I must say Jomo has an extremely well run uh convention. That's the first time I've been to a mad monster most everything ran like clockwork. A few of the panels were behind, but it was just the what we do in the shadows panel was behind because they had to get into full makeup. You know, oh, they well, came to yeah. the panel in full fucking makeup, and it was amazing. So how was that panel? The best I bet ever, right? 
Well, uh, the Malcolm McDowell panel was pretty fucking sweet. Because Malcolm uh-huh. McDowell did not give the poor MC even a chance. The, I mean, he immediately came in the room and just took charge from the moderator, and <laughs> he railroaded that poor guy. And he was just like, I don't want to tell that story. What are you asking shit like that for? And he was like, I prefer to tell this story. And he just completely go off on something. It was amazing. But, yeah, Malcolm McDowell was hysterical and the What We Do in the Shadows guys. Uh, they stayed in character pretty much the entire time. And whenever <laughs> they had a question, whenever somebody would stand up, he would, uh, the guy who plays Deacon, um, Johnny, he would he would be like, you with the brown hair and the orange sweater, stand up, you know, and do the whole, like, sexy vampire, like, I am hypnotizing you, you must listen to me stuff. And, and if he didn't want to answer, he'd be like, no, you must sit down. Sit down. <laughs> but he was ordering awesome. people around. However... When I saw them for the first time, it was the night they came in. They were still jet-lagged, and they were out of costume. And I was had just gotten my fangs from um, Horror Show Jack, who I'd seen at several shows before. And, my God, I wanted fangs every time, and I never actually chipped in for them. And this time I was like, fuck it, I'm getting fangs. And it was, he heard me say that to uh, the lady that was helping him at his um, – vendor table and he was like fucking get fangs fucking a let's fucking do this so we honestly the entire conversation consisted of f-bombs everywhere he was like let's see how many fucking times we can say fuck and i was like fucking yes we can fucking do this (laughs) well you know how i feel about the word fuck so hey fuck for everybody He actually wrote on my fangs, fucking fangs, on on the box that they come in. So and he texted me, your fucking fangs are ready. <laughs> you were ready. And he gave me a huge hug when I came back. And he was like, you have been the most fun customer I've had in three weeks. I was like, oh, thank you. But I was wearing my fangs through the convention floor. And I went by the What We Do in the Shadows guy's table, and Ben, the guy who plays Peter, um, like he looked at me, and he was like, nice fangs. And I started to say thanks for making me. And then I just kind of giggled and, like, lost my nerve. And then I stopped, and I was like, like, oh, I really want that photo op. And he was like, yeah, but it's expensive. And I was like, yeah, it's expensive. And he was like, well, what else can I do? And I was like, I'd really love this autograph you know I figured what the fuck I'll go ahead and get an autograph so I was like I told him I said I've watched it four times in the past two weeks and he was like oh my god you're really a fan (laughs) I said "Uh, well I do a podcast and we did a best of 2015 episode and both of my co-hosts chose what we do in the shadows as best of 2015 and I hadn't even seen it so I kind of sat there on the podcast not being able to say anything. So when I saw you guys were coming to Mad Monster, I thought, what the fuck? I'll go ahead and watch the movie. So that's why I've seen it four times in the past two weeks because I really loved it. So we talked, and he ended up giving me the autograph for five bucks because he was so sweet. 
That's really cool. You're bringing, our podcast is bringing the world together. <laughs> so that's so. You know the picture they show after like Stu gets mauled by the werewolves. You know the one of all of them together. Mm-hmm. That's the one I had signed. So I figured, well, now that I've got his signature, I have to get Johnny's. So I went over to his table, and um, he was like, whoa, you got your fangs out in public. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, sorry about that. So I started to take out the fangs. And I said, um, you know, I started to tell him the same story. I told Ben about seeing it four times in two weeks. And he goes, Four times? That's that's it? That's kind of embarrassing. Why are you telling me that? That's like low numbers for the States. <laughs> so, so, of course, I had to tell him about the podcast as well, and he fucking thought it was brilliant. He loved it. And, I mean, if you see the pictures on my uh, page, did you put them on the our, our page? I can't share anything on Instagram, so uh, you're gonna have to post them directly yourself, or send me, a, or post them directly on my wall. So okay, I can't, I can't, I can't, that, and, and that goes for you, Queenie, too. When I tried, uh, I have to okay. bump. I have trouble. Like, anything you guys post on Instagram, I can't share. I don't know why it won't let me share. He took like onto the, he took like five, hmm. six, seven pictures with me. He was the biggest ham, and he kept like mm-hmm. getting in there, and he's like too sexy and like <laughs> doing all this cute stuff. He was he was fucking adorable. I just wanted to take him home in my pocket, bring a little kiwi home. <laughs> <laughs> well, kiwis are adorable, anyways. I mean, I absolutely adore kiwis. Oh man, so. little New uh, Zealander. Uh, so uh, yes, and and so yes, if you guys happen to be listening to this show, please call in. We'd love to take anybody from the what we do, the shadows, to be on the show. We actually would probably have heart attacks and die, but that's okay. We die happy. So please call in. And if you are even not a celebrity, we want you to call us. Our phone call. If you are at Monster, call in. If you're at Mad Monster, if you just are hearing my voice and going, what the fuck, call in 646-716-9172. The sexy witches are looking forward to your call. So, ah, I so, have to say, I have to say, though, I had the most fun flirting with James DeBall all weekend. That was like my weekend flirt. James DeBall, who played the, the rabbit and Donnie Darko, and he was Randy Quaid's son in Independence Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but well, he was uh, absolutely know, adorable. <laughs> a geeky husband. So uh, yes, I, I would. He seriously, we had the best conversation about like we were quoting Monty Python's back and forth and Goonies, and he is just as big a movie nerd as we are. It was fantastic. I had some of the best conversations with him. I love getting a good conversation out of a celebrity, though. I love getting a good conversation about anybody. That's what horror conventions are for me, is good conversations. Because there's some things you you can't walk up to someone. Even the faux pas no. like that with Tony Moran, everyone gets it, though, and gets why it was a faux pas. You know, but you exactly. know, if I walk up, if I walk up to my husband and just go, "Hey, guess what? Aaron like tried to you know talk Malcolm and Dow to Tony Moran," he's probably gonna go, eh. you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so, that's that's the truth of it, right? So, uh, 
Anyway, well, when, we, um, when we go to horror conventions, I mean, celebrities are second uh, to family reunions is basically like what they are. You see the same people all the time in the same circuits, and, and you get to be like family, and I've, it's amazing. Well, and it actually, and then, you know, and then there's, like, the people is the only time of year you see them. You know, like, uh, I work with my husband, the Smithsonian, Smithsonian Folklife Festival, the National Mall in D.C. sometimes, and there's people I only see that time of year. We're great friends. We hang out the whole festival, but then, we, we, you know, the world's just split up for the next, and then the next year it's like, hey, what's up? You know, it's just it's how it is with conventions and, and film festivals and, outdoor things and all that fun stuff. This is kind of how it works. Uh, but yeah, it, it, in the community, the sense of community, I think is getting larger in the horror community. A lot of it is good because of these conventions. Cause uh, I, I like seeing that they're getting bigger and bigger every year. Hopefully they don't outgrow themselves. Like, uh, but uh, you know, cause we like the small ones too. Uh, speaking of which I'm looking, waiting for, um, Aaron, my other Aaron, because Aaron mm-hmm. was call in, and he was supposed to call in five minutes ago. He's not called in yet, so we're gonna stretch out this segment a little <laughs> bit longer. Um, but I guess I can go ahead and talk about uh, a couple of things. One, and I mentioned this before broadcast. I actually saw a romantic comedy I actually liked, and I was surprised to like it. Because I never like them, even the ones that everyone say, oh, are the best. Like, if you ask me, love, actually, no. For our weddings and a funeral, no. Big fat well, Greek wedding, hell well, to the no. No, oh, no. No, 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 no. This movie was actually good because it was from a place of honesty, and I actually thought the script was pretty decent, and it was Amy Schumer's train wreck. And uh, I actually don't know much about Amy Schumer. I've only seen some of her stand-up. And she was funny. I wasn't like, whoa, blown away by her comedy. But this movie was actually pretty good. It was pretty honest. Uh, uh, You know, there's this whole thing about death in the middle of it, of her father passing. And, well, I had a very similar thing happen. And so I totally, those notes were right on the money. Uh, You know, and and, um, it's actually a pretty good film. So, I will concede a romantic comedy and say I liked one. So did the world blow up? Might have. Uh, it didn't freeze over, so it <laughs> happens occasionally. So um, uh, Bonnie's saying I can call in. Yes, I will have our second caller call in. Um, yeah, that'll be great. Ah, if I can actually get her to come on. So Bonnie, my second caller tonight, just called in and said, yeah, I said, that would be great. She'll call in, and maybe Aaron will call in after that. So um, so uh, anyway, I digress. Now, Quinny, do you have anything you want before we move on to Bonnie's call? Uh, is there anything you want to talk about, like a movie or anything you saw over the two weeks or getting ready or anything important really- about your LARPs? You've been, you, you, you said you had LARPs. Oh, so tell oh me. yeah, I LARPed a lot. <laughs> I think that's the thing I did, really. Like, I LARPed, then I recovered. And then I LARPed, and then I tried to recover again. And then I went to another LARP, and I'm like, holy crap, too many LARPs. My body hates me now. But I had so much fun. Like, the first LARP I went to, I think, was the San Francisco LARP. That's the first time I ever went to San Francisco, ever, for anything. Yes. So that was, like, a big yes. deal. Okay, how was I mean, how I was San Andreas today? Oh, oh that, that was, was so lovely and beautiful, movie. and like 
you could tell, like, when you're leaving oh, I Oregon, love disaster the, movies. the cloud just kind of fades off, <laughs> and the sun comes in and beats you. Oh, man. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun, well, and I got to play my barbarian in another place that I've never played before. I made friends. We will, and... I really, really want to talk San Francisco with you, Queenie, because, you know, I grew up there. So I, I want to talk about where you were and what you did, what locations you used, because LARPing started in the hills of Point Richmond, where I grew up. So one of the first original LARPs was up in those hills. So, you know, LARPing is a time-honored tradition in the Bay Area. So, ah, so first of all, my caller's late, and so the other caller calls in, and now that one calls in, too. So what the heck, I'm just going to bring them all on. Bonnie, you're on with the sexy witches, and so is the cuz Aaron. How y'all doing? Doing well. I'm excited for Hi. I'm excited for this big, I'm excited for this big, sexy orgy. Because we're all on at the same, we're all turned on at the same time. Oh my God, Bonnie, I love you so much. Bonnie knows I love her. Uh, They're gonna love each other to death. That's what's gonna happen between those two of them. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Love each other. So, go ahead. No, no, nothing. Oh, nothing. It's never nothing. No, I keep wanting wanting to extend this coven to a fourth, honestly. Every time Bonnie's on, she's like electricity to the group. Oh, I I, I always felt that way. I always knew Bonnie would be an excellent. I've always wanted her part of this. As much as you, as much as Queenie. When I made a list of women I thought would be excellent for the podcast, Bonnie was on the, the list. For sure. I, I told her that before. I've always wanted her to be part of this. So she can right. call whenever she fucking wants to. And so can, can Aaron. Yes. You know and, what? You know, it's how it fucking, is. So. I'll fucking do that. I'm doing it. I'm doing oh, it right I'm, now. I'm, you are doing it right now. <laughs> Let's start with you right now, Bonnie, since you, you, you called in first so you win. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. You just chatted with me a little bit about nonsense. Please introduce and talk to the, the other person real quick as they okay, were scheduled okay, yes, before me. Yes. And I'll just chill out. All right. Well, it's just, it's just my cousin Aaron. He can take it. Uh, but, yeah, cousin Aaron has called in. We were talking about smaller horror cons, and he is supposed to call in, my cousin, to talk about WonderCon in Los Angeles, which I am so glad, by the way, Aaron, they are moving it back to Anaheim next year. That is Amen. the right answer. I was like, why was it in Los Angeles? So what was it like in Los Angeles? What was like that, that move like? Well, you know, we actually had done Star Wars Celebration 4 in the exact same location, Los Angeles Convention Center. And it's all right, but Anaheim, I think, is a better fit for WonderCon. Uh, WonderCon is becoming more and more a little Comic-Con. I uh, what really distinguished WonderCon just even a few years ago as being much more based and centered around the comic books and the writing and that side of it is really becoming more and more Hollywood. So, um, so I don't think you would have had any faux pas like our one lovely Erin Marie did with Tony Moran, no. but no, but you, you, did you have any strange celebrity encounters this year that kind of threw you for a loop? No, nothing strange. I ha- well, okay, maybe a little. Uh, Ashley Eckstein, uh, or Eckstein, who is the voice of Ahsoka Tana, 
on Star Wars Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, and she has her own fashion thing with her universe, which is amazing. I uh, thought she recognized me from a previous uh, <laughs> uh, con, and I had never met her before, but, you know, I, I played it off and went with it. And, yeah, just got a chance to talk with her, and that was very cool. Cool. So did you make it to the um, panel that you were talking about, the Sir Arthur Conan Doyle TV show with Houdini and all that? Because I did see <laughs> I, I did I, see part of it when I was in England. It was a hot shit when I was in England. So they right? were talking all about it. Yeah. So It, it, uh, yeah. it actually so, could be something that's popular here. I hate to admit it, but it's, it's got the look. It, it could work. And, you know, you can talk about how silly it is to have a female Victorian policewoman out there detecting and, and all the rest of that nonsense. But, you know, if you're doing a fantasy fun, silly thing, why not go whole hog and, and run with it? And that's kind of what they did with this. Uh, I, I still don't understand why every cool fantasy or science fiction thing has to eventually become a detective show. I'm looking at you, Lucifer, on Fox. But yeah, give it a shot. I we'll love Lucifer. I don't know. Natalie loves Lucifer as she says, yeah, they know their audience. They wrote this one for me. And it's clever and fun, but it's kind of empty. I, 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 If there was more of why Lucifer's left hell and, and that sort of thing going on, I would be more interested. I don't know that I'm going to be watching too many more of those with Natalie. I say it's my demographic. Yeah, Natalie says it's her demographic. It's aimed for her. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say Erin Marie fits into that demographic as well. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. I've been so, yeah. I have never seen the show, so honestly, I can't tell you. So I would have to. Once again, I don't have cable, and my TV sexy only shows British two men. channels. Yes. Uh, well, that's I all like I need. British men. <laughs> exactly. That's all British I need. Men. Did Named you hear that Benedict Cumberbatch? <laughs> I was about to mention him because he oh, walked shit. into two days ago yeah, girl. into a he comic did. book store in yeah. New York City and full <laughs> Doctor Strange makeup. And yeah. in full costume. Uh, yeah. And at first, he didn't even acknowledge the guys or the like. He went in there and was like, "I am buying comics." And no, and then, like he smirked. The next thing you know, he, <laughs> he played it straight. It was funny. Played it straight. So because well, he's not <laughs> straight. Right? So it's so brilliant. <laughs> oh my God! I mean, can you imagine? Like, I, I, I it, like, it does happen. Things like that happen at Third Eye Comics, but I don't think anything that cool yet has happened at Third Eye Comics. Oh I mean, cool. if I, I would have lost. Didn't they much. take a picture of him pointing to the comic that he bought? <laughs> yes, yes, he did. Yeah. There's a, there's a bunch of photos all over the web, so people look for that. Yeah. I just thought that was awesome. So uh, lovely. Uh, I actually can't wait, and I'm hoping, Aaron, when you go to San Diego Comic-Con, that you're able to crash the Doctor Strange panel, because it's supposed oh, yeah. to be the Marvel the Marvel oh. panel this year is supposed to be off the chain for San Diego Comic-Con. So, I uh, envy you. Know, yeah. Oh, I you know, there. What I, I wouldn't give to be in that panel. <laughs> you're going to have to be our superhero <laughs> that weekend. I can <laughs> do it. I can do it. 
I, I, would, I would like to house a superhero for that weekend, or at least part of a superhero for that weekend. Well, I haven't heard from the podcast company. We should create a character I'm, for him to be. Uh, he, I, don't, well, we have to, I don't know. He doesn't have a superhero persona. Do you, oh. Aaron, have, have he's, a superhero he's persona? He's super Aaron. Absolutely. He's just super Actually, Aaron. I've, I've cosplayed as a couple things. I've, I've got a steampunk thing that I'm kind of working on. I've got my pirate costume that I wear frequently. Oh, of course, uh, you're pirate. I, I, I have a great oh. comic book guy costume. And in fact, Natalie even made me a thought bubble with the, oh, Yay. Aquaman, what are you thinking line? Do it. I can hold awesome. it over my head. But, uh, I'm totally really I'm very much seriously considering going as Richard from, uh, from uh, oh, gosh, Valiant. No, not that. What was the name of the ABC musical series that was just on? Oh, Valiant. Comedy. I'm, I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, Galavant. I don't. Galavant. Galavant. Yeah. Galavant. Yeah, I, I'm thinking of going as Richard because you know I've got the beard. I can cut the hair a little bit so it's still long, and then I can get myself a, a Tad Cooper to carry with me. Oh, you have to sing all day. You to, everything you right? say, you have to sing that way then. And I super believe in Tad Cooper, so it works. And you need a unicorn to follow you around. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Bonnie, do you know that he's he's played the Pirate King not once but twice? Really? Like my yes, my cousin can sing. He can totally sing. And get this, he used to work for Medieval Times. He used to work for me two well, times, which I think is keep awesome. Keep building it so. up, because when he goes, I'm not going to be satisfied with anything less than video, the whole deal. I want him, like, doing a dancing, singing number in front of the panel. Yeah. You know, like, that's how you should actually break up the panel. You should just run up in front and be like, hey, you're going to lie. Obviously, I can't sing, but you could do that. I, 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 I want him to. <laughs> and in my mind, there's a phrase that we should each other like in your past. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't work at Medieval Times. I worked at uh, the Renaissance Pleasure Fair. Oh, you were a Pleasure Fair geek? Like, okay. I thought you yeah. worked at Medieval Times in Plata Park. Someone no. told me you had a no, job no. there for a while. I have to stay no? away from those places because no. I totally hit on all the fucking men so bad. But I'm like, I want to go oh to Red Fairs too. It's so bad. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's You gotta hit on the guys at Red Fair. It's half the reason you go, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't buy. That's, that's, what, that's what those. Uh, that's what those. Yeah, um, if they're if they're kind of, of if they're like they're snooty for. about that, it's not. A, if they're snooty about that, it's not a good Red Fair. Because a good Red Fair has all the bodiness in it. You know, it's just all. Oh yeah. All the all the the, the thinly veiled filth. We have an area we refer to as the NC-17 stage, and all <laughs> kinds of sadness goes down there, let me tell you. Nice. Oh, man. We have an okay, family-friendly Renaissance Fair in our eyes. Oh, it's, I'm it, so it, sorry. It, 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 it's, it's not terrible. No, well, it's one of the older ones, and they play. They skew back. <laughs> they play Henry VIII, which is kind of cool, so the costuming is a little different, but... It, it's really just the sell stuff. And I'll say that some of my favorite artisans only sell, have vendors at Renaissance Fair, and that's the only way I'm going to get to see them in person. Hmm. So well, I, not I, to I respect that. Um, our but, Renaissance Fair out here, but the big fair, which everyone in Manoa refers to as Southern Fair, has actually produced 
quite a few celebs. Um, the Flying Brothers Karamazov, if you remember them way back in the day, they started at Southern Fair. Uh, the guys of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, who wrote uh, the complete works of Shakespeare Abridged, which is a, a brilliant play if you get a chance to see it, uh, they started at Southern Fair. So, you know, we're kind and of don't the forget they were. And Pops Army of Darkness, too. Army of yeah. Darkness, the, cat, the, the the extras were mostly from Southern Fair. I actually knew exactly quite a right. few of them. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so, but I digress. We got more things to talk about. And matter of fact, it's yeah. 9.36. So I am, we're going to bring it back to WonderCon in a minute because we're going to have a little bit more time to talk. But Bonnie, we have to talk about Civil yeah. Wasteland. We oh absolutely have to talk That's about this. And you can hear some of the in my voice still. So. Every time I'm on this oh, show, I'm like, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm getting over a case of a con. <laughs> oh, it was fantastic. Well, yeah, so. You, um, you also did. You ended up going to Horror Hound, too, in the end, right? No, I, I No, no, no. Um, I posted some memories from Horror Hound from last year. Oh, okay. I was up. like, I yeah. didn't think you went. I didn't think you got. Okay, no, but Cinema Wasteland, let, you did. Let, yeah, last year, to give him a quick plug, last year I went to Horror Hound with my Fang artisan, um, horror show Jack Fang Smith. He is at ton, he's at Mad Monster Parties, he's like at everything. That's oh, yeah. I did my Fangs, so if anyone sees my Fangs and they dig them, look for Horror Show Jack and tell him that Bonnie sent you, because sent him, because I don't well, think he remembers that I'm You can say the chick with the fucking Fangs. What you mean, my well, fucking fangs? Where did you get your Fangs done, Aaron? Very cool. Yeah, yeah no, he's he, he's she, fun. They are good looking fangs. I do have to admit those fucking fangs look fucking fantastic. So I'm cool with yeah. that. And he's but. got all he's got all different kinds. I just got basic canines, yeah. but he's got all kinds of fangs and different prices. Yeah, that's all I got too. Because of course one of because one of my canines is off. But I love him the most. I always I I have like a lot of. Pre- success pushing him because with my normal teeth one of my canines is is off I have a natural fang and he actually did fang and I was told I wanted fangs a long time ago when I was in LA probably around even 99 some of the girls were getting it done at their dentist and and I I was a weekend gother and I wanted them so bad I'm like what are these caps to stick on how do they stay on what without glue what the fuck and they're like yeah you know they do a cast of your teeth and then they make them the dentist makes them right to right to your the mold of your mouth so they, they have a natural suction they stay on and I was told no I would have to get I mean no offense to you know poor Nosferatu's and you know Salem Law Salem's Law but I don't want those I don't <laughs> I wanted canines so um, I did get a first pair with, with one guy like a couple of years my first pair was another guy and they were kind of bubblegummy and then I met Jack at Rock and Shock and I did have to bring him back once or you know and then he, he realized what I was talking about and and I don't know. He felt the pain in, in my in my in my voice and in my soul because I have I've wanted fangs for so long. And uh, he did mm-hmm. them where they're they're pretty even. I mean they're still uneven a little bit, but like no one really notices. And it's it's cool. It's so so that's my thing. And he does actually he does do work. I don't know if he told you, Aaron, but or if he saw it in his books, but he does work to for helping people that just have you know missing teeth or damaged teeth. He can do stuff that dentists can do at a fraction of the cost and equally as well. So that's my oh. point for Jack. No, <laughs> I didn't see that. No, I mean, I just went in there. I mean, I told the story earlier, but it was, I, we just, 
when he was with me, we decided we were going to say fuck as many times as we possibly could. It was hysterical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been fun for the game. Yeah, yeah. You, and and uh, towards the end of the cons, because that's why I was with him for the whole con last year as, like, one of his little helpers at Hornhound. And towards the end of the con, he's just losing it, so he's just wearing this odorous mask, like, all day, you know? <laughs> and singing <laughs> and playing wild music. They're a, they're a fun crew. They're a fun crew. So, but uh, Cinema Wasteland... Yeah, I was at Cinema Wasteland. Yeah, so this past weekend, Cinema Wasteland. How wild was it? Loin cloth guy um, looks like he well, got Well, this is only my second one. This is only my second one, and I, I heard from other, I heard from some patrons that it was a little tame, and it might have had something to do with Friday, Friday night, when you know everyone's fresh and excited and, and exuberant, like. Friday night, and you know, it was it needed to happen. It was fantastic, but it was a little some different. Like, there's a lot of shenanigans that happen out in the lobby, at late at night, and out right outside the lobby. But I th- I think it was the toe tag presentation. They, their 15th year anniversary of August Underground. They had a presentation there on Friday night at you know midnight 30. So tons of people were there, and it was really cool that they got to play there because apparently that's where it. It was first shown, and um, anyone unfamiliar with that, it's Fred Vogel directed and I'm pretty, pretty sure wrote. It's, it was, you know, done in 2001, and it's at that time for extreme indie under, underground horror. Um, it was totally different for to have it, you know, be kind of like fly on the wall, this sort of like, you know, he was someone documenting these horrible things that they're, that they're doing. And, it, and I think that the low budget kind of works for it, in a way, because of the, the type of movie it is, because it's not sound footage, but it's supposed to be kind of gritty, you know. So that was fun. Everybody and they're, the vocals are fantastic. They throw the best parties. They had an after party on Saturday night, even, and I they just go and go. I don't know how they do it. They're like they're like superheroes of horror. So that was happening, and um, but I did see some 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 shenanigans. There are like there are a couple like regulars, regular kind of characters. Um, that show up that are just their patrons. I don't think they perform. There are also the characters that, that perform. There's like some old school kind of like um, horror hosts that'll show up sometimes and people can read, um, um, you know, crazy poetry and everything. And everything's just like on the edge of like debauchery all the time. But I, I think it never goes over the edge completely because of they also play so they'll, they'll play like the raunchiest stuff, you know. But then at the same time they'll play this this really 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 thinking really old old fifties stuff, you know. And so you end up with this neat this mix of geeks and darkness. And I think the geek in there element keeps it so it doesn't get out of hand too bad because it is a it is a weird mix. But I did see there's a regular a little Asian girl and I don't know I don't know her name but she shows up in in various costumes and like gets very drunk and runs around and like will jump off things or do somersaults kick whatever I mean it's just, <laughs> they're they're basically wonderful little attention whores and it's just at that moment it's a very symbiotic relationship where we're in we're enjoying it. They're enjoying it, and it's an okay moment. If it's outside of Cinema Wasteland, it's like, what is fucking wrong with you? <laughs> but they go to Cinema Wasteland, and and yeah, and there's a there's like sirloin, sirloin cloth. I, I forget. He's my friend now. It's sirloin Aaron something, and he's not nose sitting probably, but he was. I'm sorry, but um, there. If anyone saw on my my Facebook page today, I, I posted um, the director Bill Zebub put together a little collage 
an homage to the shenanigans at Wasteland that he has seen, and it has a it prominently, you know, shows the loincloth guy kind of running around and doing doing uh, somersaults and things like that. Oh, so, oh I shared yeah. I shared that. It's on our page. You can scroll down on our yeah, Facebook yeah. Page so that's in the Wasteland. And we, I got pulled uh, into like like Aaron. I got pulled into shenanigans this weekend. Um, <laughs> yeah, the story the story behind me. Going up to like, the director Bill Zebub was introducing he was introducing his new movie Dick Shark, that stars Aaron <laughs> Brown, who I've formerly known the artist formerly known as Misty Monday, um, and it was crazy. But when I walked in, I didn't. I what happened is I didn't. I walked in in the middle of the intro, and I didn't know it. But they had been going for quite a while. And um, he was waiting for Cass to show up. He was getting a little cranky, this and that. I walked in, and what I, I saw, like, some girl kind of asking a question, but pretending to, you know, perform fellatio on the microphone, because he had one microphone at his mouth and one microphone in his pants. This, he's right. been, it's funny that I would say he's very charming. He, I can't believe I think he's charming, but he's a very, very nice fan to talk to, very charming, very intelligent. Um, he just likes to make these crazy movies. But they're not they're – not, he doesn't hurt women in them or anything like that. They're just, he just likes to show a lot of, a lot of hairless pussy. And actually lots and lots and lots of really good heavy metal music, if you like heavy metal music. But for two hours, oh, my God. But anyway, story was, I'm there. <laughs> I get there. I'm, ta- I'm, I'm disrobing. You know, he's introducing the movie, and I see this girl up there. But I thought that it was some sort of shenanigan that he had, was, had played, that he was, you know, planning for the intro himself. I thought this was, like, you know, planned because I, I met him earlier at his table and got to a little familiar with his personality. And so I'm like, what the, you know, and he says, you know, anyone else have a question? I'm like, yeah, I got a question because I, I wanted to be a smart ass. I was like half drunk at the time, you know, it's like, it's like midnight mm. something. And he's like, yeah, he's like, well, come on up. He's like, come on up. And I stopped. You don't see that. I like stopped. I stopped. I'm like, no, 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 hell no. So he has, he talks about something else, does something, and then he's like, then he calls right on me, and he's like, you in the back, up here now. So I'm like, all right, you're on. <laughs> I just went up, and, uh, you know, and I didn't want to do the fellatio thing, because that's, like, too far. So instead, I did, like, pseudo-sexy voice. I just decided to be a smartass and ask him how many dick shirts were harmed in the making of the film. And then he, he retorted, and he retorted, and then I, I was sad and said that even big sharks cry real tears, and I walked away. It was a hit. I got a couple of high fives, so that was fun. <laughs> and the strangest part of it is it's almost like I read his mind like a witch. I do have moments like this where I can do things like this to people, but maybe I got a good feel for his personality or whatever, but it's not like I thought he was going to have this in the movie. But the exchange that we were having, it, it's kind of like, it's reflected in the movie Dick Shark because he'll, it, the, the movie will have, you know, a, a girl being all sexy in the water or whatever. And then, you know, of course, you've got camera coming up and then, oh, clamshell and, you know, nice tattoos and all pretty girl. And then all of a sudden, like, she stands up and it's very dramatic and the Dick Shark is inside her. Oh, my God. Ah. And, then, and then it will cut randomly to um, the director was in it himself. I think he's in, like, all of his movies probably. He's egomaniac but but still delightful somehow and uh, it would cut to him hanging out with Aaron Brown and fondling her breasts and kind of talking like 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 pseudo philosophical about things or about like the difference between like simile and metaphor and shit like this 
and it's so fucking, it's funny, but not for two fucking hours. So that's, that's how that happened. <laughs> well, sounds like it was a crazy time. and, and It was a crazy time. Death. Yeah. And, and then, of, um, and then. I, I have to, we have one more thing to cover on Snow Wasteland, but I'm going to hold you just for a mm. moment, Bonnie, because we're going to bring on a caller. We have a caller. Great. And she's from the Orlando area, 407 area code. Hello, my dear. You are on with the sexy witches. Hello, witches. It's Dina Bina from Spooky Empire. Ooh, hello. I was like, how is. Yeah, so we had WonderCon. Aaron, our cousin, was at WonderCon doing the geeky panel thing. We had Bonnie getting, give, giving semi-fake fellatio stick sharks. Uh, and then Aaron Maria is giving faux pas to Tony Moran, talking about Malcolm Mendel, and he's, of course, placed it with Rob Zombie's Halloween. Woohoo! That was listen to that story. So how was Spooky Empire? Because I would say of all the guests and craziness, you had the icing on the cake. You had the cherry on top because you had Alice fucking Cooper Alice, as your headliner. Yes, we did. Yes, so we please, did. He was, tell us. We had an amazing weekend with Alice. Uh, we were filled. And the, really the coolest thing was to see how the fans span the ages. The winner of one of our trivia contests to warm up the Alice Cooper panel, which was packed from front of the house all the way to standing room only, was like a kid that was 13 years old. Wow. Totally aced out all the adults. And you had people dressed up as Alice throughout the different different time periods and different versions of himself. And it was just a really great weekend. We couldn't have asked for better weather. We had a little bit of rain to start. But then it was great the whole rest of the weekend. It continued on into our pool parties that went until the wee hours of the morning. We had mermaids and monsters. It was great. So great. Um, so uh, so did you have, let's see, uh, did you have any strange encounters personally with any people on this that you want to divulge? Because so far we have really been cutting open some wounds tonight. So do you have any good dirt or dish? Wow. You know, I was listening in, and gosh, I almost felt like I was left behind because I didn't get to have any of those really fun hijinks. I was just moving around from place to place, getting people in line and getting them into the panels and everything. And I guess the, the weirdest thing I saw were the, the beautiful mermaids in the pool late Saturday night and into the morning. Oh, and a, and a sea monster. There was a sea monster, but I missed out on a lot of the shenanigans. But they're all on our oh, Facebook. Uh- Aww. I missed out on shenanigans Friday night, honey. I end, I end up missing some of the movies because I love the shenanigans too much. So well, you know, and, yeah. And, and I miss that. That's why Bonnie and I never cross paths, even though we're at the same time. <laughs> going off giving face Malikio. Yeah, he's got. She's going for that stuff, and I'm trying to get movies in. So you know, it's like yeah, not me. Us? I prefer the oh. shenanigans over movies. <laughs> I love it all. I pick out so. the gems. I pick out the gems, and then. And then fit in my shenanigans. So I'm going to start with. But that with sounds my awesome. Cousin. Mermaids are huge right now, so that's so cool that you got to see mermaids. Yeah, oh, and uh, in addition to the mermaids, we had uh, Anthony Michael Hall there and Kelly LeBrock, and oh, we had the guys Anthony from Michael Godzilla came in from Japan. I mean, we had just some very delightful guests and a, a really good time. And I'm sure there were shenanigans. I did see bits and pieces of. Oh, Anthony shenanigans. 
Anthony Michael Hall bought me my first drink at my first convention. Isn't Aww. he just the most charming guy? Yes, to he me? did. <clears throat> and those big blue so, eyes. So, so sweet. So, so <laughs> sweet. But so, so drunk. He ended up asking me the same question like four times. <laughs> so, oh, where are you ladies that. from? <laughs> I'm sure that a lot of men I know. So, so sweet. But so, so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sounds like. After the show closed, that kind of sounds like the vibe across the whole entire pool. So, Pretty so much. great, but so, so drunk. <laughs> Boy, you uh, better not go home. Oh, the shenanigans from that convention, let me tell you. Holy shit. We broke into the um, the hotel, the abandoned hotel, the historic abandoned hotel across the street at 3 a.m. with... Um, Three of the guys from Freddy versus Jason. No way. Yeah. You know, I could have swore I heard somebody talking about that at a table <laughs> next to me tonight at dinner. I swear to goodness. And my husband it was, was like, in, Did it you was hear in Virginia that? Beach. It's all the way down here now. The news has spread down the East Coast. Seriously? <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> uh, News Channel developing a reputation. All right. Exactly. News that. travels oh. fast. If you want drunk and shenanigans, come to the porn witch. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a real quick recap I'll of everybody that. in the room. I'm going to start with Aaron, cousin Aaron, and I'm going to end with yeah. Bonnie, okay? Because Bonnie and I have some unfinished business about Cinema Wasteland. I want to end this segment. <laughs> you know, with. you're okay. excited. Uh-huh. Well, I have some, I have some semi news on that front, actually. Yeah, um, baby. Okay, so Aaron, cousin Aaron, what was yeah. the one most important thing that you, or two things, because I know you geek out. What's the most important yeah. stuff that you came across in WonderCon that we should be heading up for the future? What was like? What what should what are we have looking forward to in geekdom um, at this point? Well, if you're an orphan black fan, and I know there are quite a few out there, the big news was. Uh, and, and they gave us some really cool swag. So, um, and I'm not a orphan black fan, so it, it's up for grabs. But um, they announced that they're going to have a 30-minute follow-up talk show, kind of like Talking Dead to the Walking Dead, and it's going to be called After the Black, and it's going to premiere with new episodes of Orphan Black's upcoming fourth season. And uh, I actually found the cast and crew so charming that I'm going to check the series out. It looks like a hell of a lot of fun and very interesting. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to binge a season or two and see if I get into it or not. Uh, the big news for me personally uh, was a couple things. First off, uh, we had this terrific panel uh, on uh, The Iron Giant and uh, a new movie about the making of it, The Giant's Dream. And that will be coming out shortly, and they showed it in Bradford, and a couple of the people were there. And it's not just on the making of Iron Giant, which even if it, that's all it was, I would still find pretty amazing because it's one of my favorite animated films of all time. But it really talks about Brad Bird's journey uh, through animation, through being an animator. He was the only kid that I, I think that ever uh, who submitted a film to Disney and got accepted. And he basically was, yeah, taken under the wing by some of the old masters. 
And when they left Disney and it fell into the hands of the evil penny pinchers, uh, well, it's it's just something that I, I recommend that everyone get a chance to see if possible. Uh, the other thing that for me was a huge thing was getting to the panel for the Walking Dead attraction that's coming this summer to Universal Studios. And uh, I was not disappointed with the panel. Uh, they talked a lot about past uh, Universal Horror Nights. Uh, they talked about one of my favorites, Alien vs. Predator, and how they had actually taken the mold for the Alien Queen, which, if you've ever been on that maze, is just spectacular. Drop you to the knees. Beautiful, scary. Uh, taken exactly from uh, the movie molds. The people on the panel for the Walking Dead attraction were the creative director, uh, producer, and uh, the art director, production designer. And they basically laid out how this is going to be. In the past, mazes have focused on specific seasons. And uh, in the past, uh, we had uh, a maze that was centered around Cell Block D when everyone was in the prison. And then uh, we had uh, last year uh, Terminus, Wolves Not Far, uh, with a really good gag where um, the performers had a a switch and when they had the bodies that they were going to slice their throats, uh, they had air compression hoses that would spray water up at us in them. And it was just a really good effect. And with this new... Uh, site, they're, they're building it from the ground up. It's not going to be a maze. It's going to be a true attraction. Uh, it's still going to be a walkthrough. Uh, the thing that uh, I found really interesting is they're going to be putting in a lot of little Easter eggs for the fans, and that's always fun, I think. So, you know, when you walk through the first time and you get scared, uh, <laughs> you can go back the second time and start looking at the names on the doors and that kind of thing. Uh, and uh, they've got 12 different different iterations of the show in the design for this one. There will be an overview of the whole series so far, and it just looks like a big old win from the get-go. They, um, the queue line outside is going to have the iconic don't open dead inside doors with a, a cast member hero on the door, and you'll be able to get a picture with it while things try and grab you. And uh, Greg Nicotero is on board. They're using the exact Nicotero. mold for uh, the skins and the cores coming off the same designs used on the show, and he is fully on board. Uh, they did talk about a really uh-huh. interesting effect, uh, mm-hmm. the burning cabin from the episode Still. They're going to have faux fire made by a company called Tech Effects. And it's steam and water and light, but you'll be able to stick your hand in it. And they're also going to have a smell factor uh, to it, and smoldering walkers are promised to step out of the flame. Mm. I can't fucking This is going to be awesome. Sounds, and, sounds like it's going to be the bomb, man. Uh, it's I always encouraging when you're walking, a, building a permanent funhouse, you know? It's always exciting. Exactly. So, uh, Unfortunately, there are not going to be any more Walking Dead mazes uh, outside of this one attraction. Uh, so uh, don't look forward to any more of those at Universal Horror Nights. But this will be going 24-7. 
uh, the whole year round. So I, I'm okay with that. All I right. We're going to definitely... so have to definitely get a report when it opens up in Orlando, speaking of Dana. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> give me a quick thing, Dana. What was your favorite one thing we should know coming out of Spooky Empire this season? Well, I guess the one big thing is as we move into our October show, which this year is going to be October 7th, 8th, and 9th, we're moving into the convention center, which is going to really open up huge growth for us, bigger celebrities, bigger panels, just bigger, bigger, bigger. And so we've already started the wheels in motion for that show and are looking forward to that. So everybody mark your calendars. So, okay. Calendar so, mark. There hasn't- there hasn't been any yeah, Orlando, um, uh, guest announcements yet, has there? Well, the only one, we're just kind of hinting right now because, you know, it's still early and, and the ink hasn't quite dried on a couple of contracts. But there's a beautiful pin-headed silhouette in uh-huh. the ad on the back of the program. We'll just say that. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Good enough, good enough. All right. So, um, And, of course, Orlando right, so, is the center of Halloween. So not only Spooky Empire, but you've got the Halloween Horror Nights and, you know, just mm-hmm. everything. So I, I invite everybody to come on down. I absolutely have to get down there. And see, I've never yes, been to do. Halloween Horror Nights. I've yes. never done it. And it, it, it kicks me in the head. I've never gone down there to do it. And uh, I've done Not Scary Farm, and I'm really tempted to go back because Elvira said this is her last time she's doing it and i really would like to see her perform once but that's a long ways off in october is a long way off still i still have the madness as far as you think and i know the madness Mm -hmm. theme Mm -hmm. announcements next month for the madness and i have barely worked Mm -hmm. on it so i'm like oh yeah (laughs) anyway so we'll talk about that on a later episode um i want to Throw it out to Erin Marie, other than her crazy shenanigans at Mad Monster Party. What was the one thing that you came from that we should know as geeks from that show? Uh, yes, the werewolves thing, I think, is um, they've said it's up to the werewolves, of course, whether they're going to sign on for it. But it looks like the werewolves is going to happen from what we do in the shadows. Werewolves! Sorry. <laughs> werewolves, not werewolves. <laughs> I know. I'm a dirty wolf, uh, though. Oh, Malcolm McDowell's working on something. <laughs> yeah. But eh, just mostly, I mean, I had a really great discussion with James DePaul, and, and we were, like, kind of geeking out about the upcoming Independence Day this summer because I was a massive. I mean, when it comes to – I'm an all-around geek, and I love anything that just looks spectacular on film. And this is one of the reasons why I like disaster movies. Just San Andreas <laughs> I love because I like to watch buildings fall and tsunamis hit shit, you know? Which is just like, yay! So, this well, we were talking about Independence Day and, and uh, all that. So we just had a lot of fun. Well, that's He's great. Now, Bob- I met him at Rock and Shock. He's very delightful. You got to hang out with, uh, I call him, not that, you know, nothing, it's not meant bad, but I call him like the poor man's Johnny Depp. That's how, he's like that. He's, he knows he his is. age. He's, he's beautiful. <laughs> he's so cute. We hung he's out a, and chatted. He's like and then a yoga some, instructor. For real? <laughs> mm. Yeah. I'll talk to you guys later. I'll be, I'll, I'll be in my bunk. 
All right, so Bonnie, I gotta throw it out to you because our caller is is on the line. But we have okay. two things. First, I wanted to say to wrap up C- Cinema Wasteland, what was the one thing that you came out of it this year that as horror geeks need to look for in the near future? Um, I don't know about looking for because they Cinema Wasteland plays a lot. They do play some new stuff, but they play a lot of older I, stuff. Yeah, they're nostalgia. Um, they're very nostalgia. Yeah, um, what I can tell you is um, it's half shenanigan, half news. Is um, have you guys seen Pieces of Talent? Yeah, I know. Of it. Yeah, I haven't so seen Joe, it, Joe Stoffer. Yeah, I'm very good friends so, with Joe Stoffer, and I've done a, a done some stuff with him. And uh, we decided finally to I, I, every time I go to a con, someone's like, "Oh, we're gonna film something," you know, you know. And I'm I'm like, you know, film something, not like you know, something in the room where someone's fucking somebody, or you know, you know, because that stuff happens. But I'm like, film something fun. Let's film, you know, you know, whatever. And um, Joe made a promo video, uh, and, and a bunch of us helped him do it for a an offer. A there's he has a contest going on right now to get a free copy um, DVD or Blu-ray of pieces of talent. So if anyone's interested in entering that, you can find pieces of talent on Facebook. Um, or if you know where my Facebook is, it's on, it's on there. And it's, it's uh, a combination. It's pieces of talent and fits of horror. I think together are doing the contest and there's going to be five winners. Three winners get a Blu-ray or a DVD, their choice, and two winners are going to get um, a special collector's edition Blu-ray with a special cover that they've released. So he's kind of come back into the fray, and he's promoting, he's starting to promote pieces of talent um, heavily again. It's a fantastic, fantastic film. So I've heard nothing nothing but good things about it, so I I really haven't just had a chance to see it yet. Um, It's so good. You um, should really see it. I, I, definitely and I will list. share that. Yeah, definitely on my list for sure. And so, of course, my I had you on a mission because one of my favorite mm-hmm. trash films of all time, Street Trash, was having a reunion at Cinnamon Wasteland. And it was one of awesome the number too. one, uh, number one geek interview of my life would be Jennifer Aspinall, the makeup artist of that. Yeah. She also worked with Chona and uh, did Toxic Avenger. So very, very influential woman. So please, quick recap of that panel and your talk with Jennifer Aspinall, and then I will have uh-huh. something to tell you about that talk as well. Okay. I have a follow-up. Yeah. The pan- Go ahead. Yeah. The, the, of course, the, the movie is super fun. I loved, I loved the movie even more watching it in, in, with, a, with a crowd of, of, you know, of people that appreciated it. And there's, you know, that hive mind, that hive movie mind that you get and seeing it all larger than life. It was, like, better than ever. It was so fantastic. And, like, all these things came to mind about, like, how it was deep in these ways that I didn't, like, realize before and how it stood the test of time and how it's, like, one of those cult movies that it is deep down. It's down there, but there's a ton of people that love this movie. And, like, I just totally get it. I totally get it now. Um, I didn't know about this movie very much. Like, I watched it, I think, kind of half halfly, like, you know, a few years ago. But for this, I prepared for it, you know, and I... And everything. It was fantastic. The panel was great. Um, they had uh, Wendy was there. What did I forget? I forget her name. Jane Arakawa, I think. Um, Fred, Michael Lackey, um, Roy Frumkiss was there. That's the writer, though. And I came in. I'm not sure if the director was there. I'm not sure. But it was it was wonderful. And then also we had um, was it is it Tony Darrow that plays like the the mobster? 
I forget who it is. But yeah. James Lorenz. Yeah. And so Tony oh. Darrow, the the monster, and James Lorenz, who is Jeffrey and Frankenhooker, the wonderful Frankenhooker. He's just and he's just a mouthy little shit in Street Trash. Like he and and Tony Darrow in real life, they're they're friends. So I find out where well, I find out this the panel's so funny because like part of their talk is like like scenes from the fucking movie where they're going back and forth you know like fuck you everything like, one one one's like super serious in the middle of something and the other one's just like shut the fuck up <laughs> it was great and I, apparently I guess a lot of this back and forth in the movie was ad libbed it was just completely ad libbed because they just they, they just get along and this is just what they do so um, and Tony Darrow like definitely he has. He has even more of the mobster presence as an older guy. It felt like it felt like you pulled someone from the Sopranos and pulled it, put them on the panel. With age, he is like seasoned and just he is so like I saw him on Sunday, like when he was getting ready to leave, and he wasn't mean or anything, but it was you know old school kind of with the woman. He's like, stay here. I'm getting the fucking car. You know, shit like that or whatever he says. He's like, he was like, stay here. He put his arm out. Here. And she turns and just says, you know, and then like, normally I'd hate that shit, but like, you know, it's a different era. It's a different thing. And he does, you know, he's just, he is what he is. And um, Jennifer did talk uh, a bit about uh, um, some of the effects. I don't want to spoil anything because I think we're going to end up having her on the show. So I won't spoil anything that she talks about, but um, that was wonderful. And yes, I did uh, visit her later on. That day I went to, she was finally at her table. She wasn't at her table on Friday. I was going to go real real soon, like right away, and just be like, kid, it sounds like, I was, I was nervous because I knew that she was your number one. And number ones are so important, you know? So I, mm-hmm. I finally went and found her on Saturday, and she was so wonderful and receptive. And I asked her a couple questions that I was, I was believe it or not, I do get nervous. So I I was too nervous to ask a couple questions at the panel, and I also wanted to save them for when I was talking to her. So um, asked her some stuff, and I loved her answers. Really, really great. And again, I I know she's come on a show, so I ain't ruined that shit. But she was lovely, delightful. I have a little gift for you, um, head honcho Elizabeth, and <laughs> and ho- hopefully I'll see you for soon. I'll go down, and maybe we'll go on an adventure together too. Um, to what is it? Is it a maze, amazing con, or I forget? A maze awesome con. con. Awesome, awesome con. con. Awesome is there an amazing con. con? There should be an amazing yeah. con. <laughs> yes. That'd be cool too. But she, um, she was great, well, and I, like I, I, I told her how important you were, how, how important she was to you. Um, just you know, to, and also just to add that color in the edge, and you know, talked a little shop, and then told her about the show and. You know, we do genre and horror and geekdom, and but we try to focus on women when we can. And, and like, you know, and and she thought she's like, oh well, how do you how do you do that? Is it do I go online? I'm like, no, you you just you call in and, and we all have a chat and we we talk shop and then we swish wine and 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 and, and bullshit like like <laughs> like chicks. And she's just like, oh, that sounds lovely, you know. So that's how that went. And yeah. So it so it's she, in, uh, she did and I gave me, her the card. I she wrote, gave me a card back, so it looked good. Uh, I I got I wrote to her. She wrote me back. So I did get a Yay. response. And she is looking into her schedule, and she hasn't okay. said she is basically. She said yes to the interview. The date that I would like her to come on, she has to check because it's a little short notice, and it is next episode, the nineteenth. 
And the reason why I wanted to come on that show, she can, that will be our first year anniversary episode. So yeah. I, oh. so I really, one year of sexy witches. One year of sexy <laughs> witches to have my number one interview that I wrote that list at about been a, a, like six months to the day of our first episode, probably approximately. So and that that would be kind of the shiznit. So um, so thank you, sexy witches and correspondents here. I'm gonna shift gears just for a moment. My other caller is on, so if um, we're welcome to stay on for the next segment and listen in, uh, or and we'll also do community calendar, or you can book out. Either way, thank you for all coming on. Thank you, Dina, for calling in for a few minutes about spooky. Thank you for having uh, me. Oh, thank you for having me. I really want to go to a spooky now. Gosh, do it, no. do it. You won't regret <laughs> it. Uh, I, 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 I want to so far away. Hey, I'm Orlando. We're on the dangler of the United States. You know you need to make a trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my daughter is right, trying to get me down to Florida. So anyway, I'll get down there. Anyway, I'll see you yes, later. You so much All love right. and. And uh, so I'm bringing on my next. Let's bring. Uh, let's put on some music first, shall we? We need a little under music. We haven't had any this entire episode because I don't trust Blog Talk that much anymore when it comes to the music. But here we got some appropriate music, and we'll bring on. Good evening, sexy bondage witch Kelsey Zukowski. You're on with the sexy witches. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Thank you for calling yeah. in. How's how is the film shoot going? <laughs> None of us want to answer that. <laughs> I actually I had a thing to say, so there was no conflict. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, good. Uh, so, we're, we're, you know, she almost didn't call in because she has work, and we always like, like, yay, don't call in my show for work. That actually makes me happy. <laughs> so, <laughs> So glad, yay, Kelsey's working. So, but you are not all work and no play because you actually are calling in because in two days in Hollywood, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter opens on the West Coast, and you got to go to the employee preview. So please, would you talk? Yeah, about- I've been there three times before it's opened, actually. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's cool. Um, yeah, tonight, actually tonight they're having I wish I could be there but it's like a only like celebrity and corporate event but they're having this huge event today there where everything's running all the rides and shops and everything and they have John Williams conducting the orchestra apparently oh. at some point wow. there's going to be fireworks and there's also going to be all the colors and logos of the houses light up on Hogwarts, and there's, like, animations oh. and all kinds of stuff going on there. So I wish I could be there, but it's already, like, the spirit is already there for the opening this week. So that's cool. It's finally opening up to everyone. So uh, you have actually been to Orlando, so you can actually compare yeah. and contrast. Uh, is it bigger? Is it smaller? Uh, is there definitely not bigger? The two rides, <laughs> not bigger. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it pretty much. It's pretty much exactly the same as the initial. So when Orlando opened, just with Hogsmeade and Hogwarts, that's pretty much what's there. They don't have the Dueling Dragons ride because that was a pre-existing ride in Orlando that they just kind of made of over to be in a Harry Potter theme. But pretty much aside from that, um, yeah, aside from that, it's pretty 
pretty much it's just that chunk of what Orlando is. So you don't have obviously Diagon Alley there yet. Um but they do have butterbeer pudding that Orlando doesn't have. That's at least one thing. <laughs> How is that? That sounds delicious. How is that? I actually haven't had it yet. I've only had oh. the actual, because I can't do dairy. So, yeah, I'm probably not oh. having that. <laughs> oh, well, I can't Aaron, do dairy either, but I still love it. No, but the <laughs> other Aaron, other Aaron, you're on a mission now. You hear what your mission is. You have to go oh, yeah. and get a butterbeer pudding for us and give us a review. Right. I am so on that. Yeah. Now I have a question. <laughs> I have heard that the ride that they have there is really, really frenetic, and that it's recommended that you don't eat before you go on the ride at the uh, Hollywood Universal. Oh yeah, the um, uh, escape. Oh no, sorry, I'm, I'm I'm confusing the rides. But yeah, the ride on the castle, like that, it's very. It definitely jerks you around a lot, and it'll. Yeah, I've gotten, I've definitely felt sick more than once after riding it. But, oh. yeah, you pre- preferably you don't want to eat anything before. <laughs> okay. Now, Kelsey, is this is this Forbidden Journey, is that the same theming yeah. as you get in Orlando? So it's the big round screens, right? Mm-hmm, and yeah. You, and, and uh, okay, Aaron, this lot ride is really weird, okay? It's, a, it's an arm. And the seat sits on a pivot on the arm, and it lifts it up like an arm, and that pivot can float around. So you have the arm moving and your chair is moving at the same time. And what causes the discombobulation, at least when I went on it, is when at one point they go into these 3D screens. They're domes, they're concave, so it pushes the energy and the focus into the center. So it makes a very convincing Fly. You're flying with Harry Potter on, on a broomstick. It's wow. pretty fucking cool. And uh, you have like the walking willow attacking you and dementors and dragons. Okay. One of the things that's that this ride cool. does is that's brilliant and it's a spoiler, but it's so look for it because most people miss it. When the dementors attack, it actually physically creates an image of your face being sucked away. Like, it takes an instant camera shot and throws it on some steam, (laughs) and you see your own face just for a second being sucked away by the Dementors. It's fucking brilliant. Okay, that's on the roof. So if it's the same design as Orlando, it's a great ride. My husband didn't like it because he had the problems with what you're saying, with the discombobulation and the dizziness and stuff. I did it with with the flu, and I went on it again. So, (laughs) yeah, I I definitely, like, one of the days I went there, I was definitely sick, did not feel good at all. But I'm like, let's do this first thing in the morning because, (laughs) like, honestly, like, it's one of the best rides. Not that I am a ride connoisseur, but, you know. It, it's an amazing ride. Like, you really do feel like you're there and you're flying over the Quidditch field and you're in the Forbidden Forest, and, like, it really feels like you're a part of it. So it is a fantastic ride. I would go on that and, again and again, so it's worth it. <laughs> and and they're age-appropriate Harry Potters. They're in their final senior year when this story is supposed to be taking place. So you don't have yeah. to worry about having crushes on Neville Longbottom because he's there in his full glory, and you're like, yeah, Neville, what's up? You know, not feeling feeling dirty about riding the ride and and, and rooting on the boys, you know. It's all good that way. So Luckily, I I was always the same age as them. So, you know, I'm like, whatever. I've been in love with Ron since I was 12. It's okay because he was 12, too. For you, yes. (laughs) 
you, you, you literally grew up with these boys, so they yeah. are age appropriate. Me, not so much. I mean, yeah, not so yeah. much for me either. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I'm going to be 35. They have a wide appeal. <laughs> so, um, so you've been three times, so clearly you love it, and you think it's going to yeah. be a big success. I, I can't see why it wouldn't be. Yeah, I don't see how it can't be. I mean, for so many – so the one day – they've been doing this soft open for a while, so they weren't officially open until April 7th, but some days they would be closed. Like, basically, they wouldn't guarantee it would be open, but if you happen to be at Universal any day, it might have been open, and you could just go experience it as long as you were in the park. And there was one day that I went that it was maybe around 4 or 4.30. It was closed for a WB event for most of the day. And um, there was people just wait, so many people just right outside waiting, even though they were told it wasn't going to be open, like just so <laughs> desperate to get in. And finally, they, around like 4.30 or something, they, it was almost like it wasn't even anything they physically did. Just all of a sudden, they weren't blocking it. And it took everyone mm-hmm. about one second to realize it. Everyone starts running <laughs> and jumping and smiling and being like, we're going to Hogwarts. And just so many, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, just all the excitement just in that one second. And through so many different people from different walks of life, like, there's just so many people so excited for it. And it really is, like, a, such an amazing, like, replica of that world. And I think even even if you weren't someone, who is a fan, I feel like there's a lot that you can just appreciate about it and still enjoy it. Just, I would, maybe not just I would much, definitely but you can still enjoy that. it. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I am so glad you got to. And of all the people that I know would appreciate a preview like that, it would definitely be you, Kelsey. I mean, you love it. Oh, that. yeah. So, yeah, so that's great. And uh, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, before I let you go, you've been working quite a bit, and I've noticed you've been doing a lot of new stuff. Is there anything up the pipe we should be looking for? Um, as far as films go, there's some, but it's like they're in, you know, kind of that early pre-production stage where it's not really something to announce yet, but mm-hmm. I'm just doing a lot of photo shoots and stuff. I'm doing a zombie Disney photo shoot. That should be kind of fun. It's going to be uh-huh. yeah. Snow White. <laughs> oh. Ooh, I love yeah. I'm down so, for that. Yeah, but, Can't wait for that. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and uh, uh, so uh, I was going to say, anything else you want to add about the Harry Potter land that we should – is there obviously going to be room for expansion? Do you think they're going to add a Green Gots ride eventually? Yes. I have heard these rumors. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's it's pretty much to believe that by 2020, they're probably going to do the expansion with Igon Alley and – Green Goss, which is awesome because I Yay. really love the Green Goss ride. That was amazing, and plus like Nocturne Alley and all that. Like we need, we need all of it. Um, so yeah, there. It's you know the question of where they're gonna put it, but I mean there's definitely places on the back lot or taking out, you know, maybe not so new relevant rides and shows. So there, I I would for sure assume that you know by 2020 that we're gonna basically what we have in Orlando we'll have here which would be awesome. (laughs) I'd love to see a Ministry of Magic. Yeah, I want to see the Shrieking Shack. We need that. (laughs) I think a Shrieking Shack would be awesome. Uh, That'd be a really good walkthrough or something like that. That would Uh be awesome. I I I agree with that. You know, Shrieking Shack (laughs) would be a good one. So, uh, well, 
I want to thank you, Kelsey, for calling in on your yeah, super busy schedule. Always, always call in. And uh, I also would recommend, uh, you know what Bat Days is? Um, yeah. It, it, yeah, Bat Days in Disney. I'm going to have uh, Aaron, Aaron go for me and take photos. So you should go, too. Yeah. I'd love to see you dressed up and doing Actually, your uh, I was planning on going. So that, as long <laughs> as, you know, as long as money allows, I will be there. Oh, awesome. Make sure if you do, let me know so I can hook you and Aaron up so I can get some beautiful photos of you. Because I, I, I've never gone to go to bat days. And, and so I have to vicariously live through my friends. Understood. I've only been to Disneyland once and I've been like dying to go for a long time. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go on bat day. That's the day to go. <laughs> it is the nice. day to go. It is the day to be there. It's bat day in the in the fun park. Uh, just, that yeah, just, is amazing, uh, and they have quite the market beforehand too. Oh yeah, and the convention center is filled with vendors, and it's going to yeah. be fun. So definitely look for that. I we'll have a recap of that on a show in a few weeks. So thank you again, Kelsey and Aaron. Yeah, thanks on for the West Coast. Oh, thank you, and have a good <laughs> one. Um, and Erin, we uh, on the West Coast. Uh, I'm about to go into community calendar tonight. Uh, do you have any? You want to stay on for it and listen in, or are you gonna book out? Or what do you want to do? I will stay on and listen in. Oh, oh well, that's fabulous. And how are we all doing, sexy witches? How's Queenie feeling? It's been a quiet night for Queenie because uh, we were talking yeah. to all of our friends. Doing you doing all right? I'm doing okay. I think I'm gonna head out though. Okay, sweetie, and uh, we will. We wanted to. Uh, we'll, we'll. We're gonna have a, a report from you at the end of the month. Don't forget at Crypticon Seattle. So you're gonna be pressed Yay. for us. So we can't That's wait for May. that. And That's it's in May. gonna be awesome. That's in May. Yeah, end of May, right? Yeah, oh, like middle May. Yeah. Mid May. Yeah. I have. I don't have my actual schedule that far up. I only have this today's schedule in front of me. Yeah, so, okay. so, we'll be, so you're going to have like a show pretty much to yourself in that point. You're going to get to talk all about Crypticon Seattle, which is one of the largest horror cons on the West Coast. So looking forward to So thank you, Queenie, for being on and feel better. No get your get some get some back power. You know, We're, we want you to be strong for <laughs> our, you know, so you've got so much ahead of you, like LARPs and Gen Con and you got it. Ready for it. it we, she has, the, you know, we'll, we'll have you running up the Philly steps going, raw, you know. And, 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 so anyway. anyway I'll it's going to be like Uma Thurman. Yeah, yeah. I want you so strong. I want you like Uma Thurman in a fucking coffin, like being able to like punch your fucking way out. And like oh, take girl. everybody oh, on. Got <laughs> <finger>. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, girl. What about, so have a good one, Queenie, the werewitch. My sexy werewitch in the Pacific Bye. Northwest. We love her to death. It's a quiet night for Queenie, but she will be come back in full force when it'll be time for her recap. Everyone gets a, a, a little bit of a platform on my show. Sometimes it takes a couple of days. I've cut off Aaron before, too. So everyone gets cut off because I don't know when to shut up, but um, that's another story. Um, so Bonnie, you have to you cut stay- me off. You'll you'll find this. You'll have to start cutting me off because are you going to stay on for the community calendar or are you going 
Yeah, I'm going to lurk in the shadows. I'm going to lurk in the shadows. I'm not going to run to the hills. Pay no mind to what Bonnie and I do in the shadows. All right, we're going to start this bitch then. Are you ready? Because we've got a lot to talk about. Here we go. Community calendar. Engage. Here we go. Okay, that's right. Pretty large size bag for only two weeks this time around. Not as many fan conventions as there was in the last couple weeks, but there is quite a bit happening. So. All right, give me just a moment. All right, so let's start with some. First of all, we have some official business to take care of, my dears. All right, do you all know what the Rondo Hatton Award is? Yes. All right, the Rondo If you don't know what the Rondo Hatton Award is, or if you do know, I'm going to tell you anyways. The Rondo Hatton Award is the award for classic horror. It's one of the highest honors you can possibly get in the horror. They, they celebrate everything from movies to covers of magazines to articles to DVD extras. They are very thorough in what gets nominated. Couple, mm-hmm. And every in the last couple of years, some of our brethren have been nominated for some stuff. And so I wanted to give a... For your consideration, because the ballot is due on April 10th. So it is a, a, a fan-voted-on ve- event. Go to the Rondo Hatton Awards site. You can get them through Facebook as well. And their official website has just the ballot. You just you know make a co- cut-and-paste copy, and you email it. That's simple as that. For your consideration. We want to give a shout-out to the We Belong Dead magazine for being nominated for Best Cover. Woohoo! Those guys do uh, Scares That Cares. So, woohoo! Shout-out to We Belong yeah. Dead. Uh, so, okay, for Best Multimedia, we have two boys up for, of our boys up for a Rondo Hatton. One is Mike is my boy from the Dark Discussions podcast, which is also a day, uh, uh, one of the regulars at Scares It Cares, and I may be, depending on things, be doing a panel with him, a live podcast with him at Scares It Cares this year. So shout out to Dark Discussions. Woohoo! And of course, our yeah. regular boy, Horror Happens Radio Show, JK himself, is also JK. up for it. He's, He's up again. Best. This is his second yeah, year. Uh, we, I'm we, voting for we, you, Jay. Jay, we're always rooting for Jay. Either one of those boys yeah. deserve the win. We're very happy for he's both of them. He's fucking everywhere. He's every every he con is. I go to. I swear he's he's there. He's like fucking everywhere. Oh, it's he's hit two cars. It's crazy. And then and then he goes. Then he's a teach man. Then he goes home. I think he's a teacher. And then he goes home and like compiles all his shit. And he's just he's he's nuts. Like to see him in in action. Like to see him like it's uh, you know. It's it's one Man, thing to go home and, and yeah nonstop. It's one thing to go home and write it up, take the time, you know whatever, and that that is its own challenge and, and wonder. But on even on the fly, in the in, right in the middle of of Q and A, anything or even just approaching someone at their table, like he just has a way of being um, you know competent and forward without being pushy and always very thorough. And he thinks of the most interesting deep questions. Oh my God! It's like he's just—he's so on the ball. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, oh my God, I think I love Jay. Okay. 
<laughs> well, and you saw the photo bomb. The I, the best photo bomb ever is a picture of myself and Jay with uh, oh yes, with our yes, boy yes. Kane Hodder in the back. It was glorious. Yes, I love and that. It's the most glorious photo bomb ever. So uh, <laughs> so we're looking forward to it. Two of my favorite podcasters, both up for the same award. Oh no, what can we do? But it's just an honor to be nominated for a Rondo, right? So yeah. we were both of them on. Now, I do want to say for Best Fan Event, Scares and Cares was nominated. Hooray! First time, Williamsburg, Virginia. Uh, it can go a look. It's a very well-rounded list. Uh, there's a real, some really worthy cons on that list. And the Blobfest runout is always on that list as well, which <laughs> as we are, we are probably going to be doing this year with Aaron yes. Henry and myself. May so, 31st. Pre-sales uh, for members. Yep, pre-sales for members. That's right. We'll be talking about that on the next episode. And also for up for horror hosts, uh, you have Count Gordon the Doll here in my area, and Mount Mr. Lobo, of course. So <laughs> either one of those, we we always root those guys on. So that's why we we'll get that business out of the way. The April 10th is the ballot. If you care about horror and geekness and anything, the Rondo Hatton Award is where it's at. And I've always had it's of all the things I could win as a you know like I want to win an award. The Rondo would be it. I actually would love mm-hmm. to have a Rondo. I think Rondo is awesome. So let's move on. So we got a lot more to talk about. I think it's time to talk about theatrical picks. Um, oh. I want to say, ladies, there isn't that much. I actually was kind of bummed by what I was reading. I, not much was sticking out when it comes to Shit. theatrical picks, ex- except for on 415. 415, The Green Room, which was the big hit at South by Southwest. Um, <clears throat> Nazi punk drama starring Patrick Stewart um, finally mm-hmm. drops in limited on 415 mm-hmm. and then expands on the 22nd. So of all the films this month, that one looked by far looked the best film to look for. So look for The Green Room. Uh, there's mm-hmm. also a live action Jungle Book that's dropping the same day. You know, who knows? I've seen live-action Jungle Books that have worked. I've seen live-action ones that don't. So we'll see. Disney has been hit or miss on these live-action remakes. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And and I threw one in just for the hell of it because I thought the poster looked awesome. And other people are saying it's actually a fun movie. And if you go uh, this weekend on 4-8, you have Hardcore Henry. Hardcore Henry sold me at the poster. It is super stupid. Uh, it's a guy that's like floating above the air, air, like like falling to his death shooting guns. That's what it is. It's like it's the stupidest poster I've ever seen. It's, a first it's awesome. It's person shooter. It's, it's just it, it's, like they filmed the video game, first person <laughs> shooting. It, it's so yeah, it is. It's shot in first person. That's right. That's the big mm-hmm. gimmick. It's a it's an action mm-hmm. stars Charto Copley and Tim Ross. So and then Haley oh. Bennett, who was in the whole Tim Ross, really, yeah, Tim you Ross told and me with Tim Ross. Yeah, so so Hardcore Henry. Well, we don't know, but I thought I would give it a shout out. So you know, it looked crazy enough. Now uh, we got some serious business to talk about. Uh, on four fifteen, Scares It Cares has their monthly fundraiser. I like to mention those if they coincide with our schedule. So look for that. Uh, but I actually wanted to point out something that I don't necessarily want people to contribute to because I don't have to, but it's awesome that people are doing this in the sense that I don't usually promote GoFundMe sites on this on the on the podcast. 
I have strict rules about that. This one I wanted to mention because Doc Terror, who is one of us, by the way, he was uh, Doc Terror James Harris, was one of my one of my favorite collaborators on horror ever. Like taught me everything I know about Italian horror. He's been on this show. I've been on his show. Um, you know, we've played the madness together. Uh, came down with an extremely rare form of cancer. Was diagnosed last year, mm-hmm. and he's been going through a series of chemo and surgeries. And you know, he has a lovely wife and three young daughters, and absolutely wonderful family. And like every family, even one with good insurance, it ends up going really to shit when you have to do all this fucking radiation and chemo. It's the, the money just disappears. It, and and so Danny Moss, who has also been on uh, a, a fellow collaborator, uh, he uh, we often see him at Italian Horror Fest in, in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, Colonial Theater, put up a GoFundMe campaign to supplement Nicole Harris's uh, income while while uh, he's going through treatments, and they have at this point raised over thirteen thousand dollars. And so I, I I'm in oh, I'm, thank goodness. I am in absolute like speechless about this. I think is the awesome that the horror community has paid attention and thank you. Thank you for helping a wonderful family out. So I wanted to make sure, and I will post on my Facebook page. Like I said, they don't really need help because they're doing so well. But if you want to contribute to Doc Terror's campaign, uh, I, I'll post the GoFundMe site on, on the Sexy Witches Facebook page. So anyway, now that I'm really am crying for real, <laughs> let's move on. Um, but um, I had to make sure I mentioned that. So, now we're to the fun stuff. Fun. This weekend, a lot of fun things happen. First of all, we have a Walker Stalker this weekend in Nashville. And guess who is the headliner? Not from Walker, not from Walking Dead. It's Robert England, actually. So oh, that's really? why you go. Yeah. So go see Robert England at Walker Stalker in Nashville. And the Gotham cast huh. will also be there, which will also <laughs> oh, be at Gotham. Gotham Con. So Gotham cast is going to be circuit. Yeah, Gotham cast is coming to Awesome Con. I'm looking forward to that. So Gotham. Awesome uh, con's close. Awesome, I'm going to get sick on purpose weekend. so I can lay in bed and, and catch up on Gotham because I still haven't done that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm caught up. I need to watch season two. Right now I'm watching Archer, but uh, that's another story. Oh, so, shit, um, that too. Now, original I'm, I'm, fandom. Are you ready for original fandom? Go I'm ahead, Bonnie. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to say, on oh, no. Four, eight, no, no, same, no. Yeah, the same weekend, right? We've got Walker Stalker. If you're a science fiction nerd like myself, you could go to Dallas, Texas, and you could go to the 50-year mission tour, which is a fan event uh, for celebrating the legacy of Dean Roddenberry, and the host is William Shatner for the 50th anniversary with an amazing Mm. roster of celebrities, according to the website. So I I met him last year, fist bumped him, and that was, like, awesome. So (laughs) he actually let me touch him. He doesn't like people touching him. So uh, Really? He uh, has a proximity thing? Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, he doesn't like he, he doesn't like germs, you know, don't touch me kind of thing. But you know, he's in his nineties. I, I get it. You know, I know. Uh, I just I mean I mean, not that everybody's not that everyone's, you know, like a, a, a beautiful green alien or anything, but I just find it funny after having so many iconic shots of him being so hands on with women, you know, that <laughs> bitch, don't touch me. You know, like that's just funny. <laughs> 
And, and he's macking on somebody every episode. When, when that what's that? What's that? <laughs> well, you know, it, it was, you know, he's Canadian. We'll give him a pass, right? Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. So, all right. Um, I'm a member of the tribe. So, uh, I'm going to go back to uh, let's see, we got other fan events. Oh, we have all sorts of media. Okay. Uh, also this weekend is Emerald City Comic Con, which I was trying to get passes for Queenie. It was a little too soon. I actually probably could have, but it was a little too soon for her to um, move. But no major headliners, but if you look at their list, it's a wonderful list of geeky, cool character actors, like all sorts of people. But there were two standouts to me, and the reason that I would go is John Burns Berthal, who plays Shane and now the Punisher on uh on Oh, Daredevil. yeah. And, yeah I'm right. digging yeah, him. He's really good as Punisher. Yeah, I am well, digging that on Daredevil. I'm getting close to the end of the second season. I, oh, my God. Uh, like, am, I just, am I the only one who really does not give a shit about Electra? I just do not I know. find her compelling. I'm the same way. I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm like, fuck, I feel bad for, like, talking so bad about Jennifer Garner. I would take her right now. Like, you know, I, mean, I know. Like, I really didn't care that much about the second season at yeah, all, except for when it came shit. to the Punisher or when the Punisher no. was in prison with Kingpin. That's it. Yeah. I've been hoping, I was crushed when they introduced Electra at the, I think, at the very end of the first season, right? I was crushed because I was sure that it was going to be, and I can't remember her name, the chick from Death Proof, the one that helped, the, the nurse that helps him all the time. I was sure that she was going to end up being Electra. I was like, please, please, please. And I was like, what? You didn't fucking make her Electra? Like, I mean, I, I don't care if it doesn't Dawson. make any sense. I don't even care if it doesn't make any sense because she works at the hospital. I just want her to be Electra. <laughs> <laughs> well, she would have made a good one. Yes, exactly. So I was like, I hope I was waiting for Drew Goddard to make that work because I had. Oh, and is anyone else noticing that? Like, I'm totally like taking up time. I'm sorry, but this is so awesome. Like, like Daredevil because you know Drew Goddard. The the, the formula is so much like fucking Angel on crack. Is anyone noticing this? It's fucking fantastic. We've got like we have a compassionate and like competent and like like deeper and caring Cordelia, but with like a dark past. You know, we have this. It's it's so like I, I'm like fucking geeking out over this show. <laughs> I I really well, really really like Daredevil, but pref- I I prefer Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones' this first season was fucking amazing. Well, yeah. I, I like David Tennant. Oh my god! But I think John mm-hmm. Bernthal was meant to play Punisher. Like like just. It, it, it was yes. like he was born. They said, you will play Punisher at some point in your life. And God said it was yes. good. Yes. You know, and and he, it's that kind of role casting. So, you know. Yeah, and you know why else it's awesome? The other, the other reason that it's fucking awesome to me is because we end up with fucking Rick and fucking Shane on the fucking rooftop. It's like totally Rick and Shane from Walking Dead, which once we lost that element, like, I, I'm I'm losing interest in Walking Dead. I mean, for many reasons, but one of them is like this this thing with the dichotomy. Like, whenever I just feel that if you're going to have a situation like this with the breakdown of everything, and you're going to have a group of people and some some leaders that you know a lot of them will be men, um, there's going to be like with them sometimes this is going to be a thing that will pop up the Shanes and the and and the Ricks. Like, what you want to do, what you should do versus what, like, you need to do and what you feel you have to do to survive. It's going to invariably pop up. Well, that's kind of what up. I felt Carol was until she went all pussy on me all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, see, they're, they're, they're fucking it up. They, but, she and, was and, the and, only and, strong and, female there was. Yeah, and yeah. it's true. 
And when they first got rid of Shane, they, they first, in, in my eyes, it, it felt like they carried it on a little bit with Carl because Carl had been raised a tiny bit by Shane and was, you know, angry with his father for various reasons. So he had, like, mini Shane with Rick, you know. And I'm like, oh, yeah. this is kind of fucking cool. He's going to grow up to, like, be against – he's going to, like like – Rick's going to, like, have his own kid grow up to be, like, a Shane, and he's going to have the whole fucking situation all over again. But it seems like they're getting away from that. And I don't know. I just really found that sort of element between two men in that particular situation very, very perfect. The two two alphas vying for alpha status. Yeah, yeah. I I actually completely agree, Bonnie. I thought that the show actually lost quite a bit once that dynamic was gone. Thank you. I'm so glad that I'm not the only one. Yeah. It was just interesting. It can't last forever. It has to grow up. Yeah. I'm so sick of, like, people just, I'm so sick of just random couples falling in love, then someone dies. Then there's then they kill a few zombies and there's a situation. Then someone falls in love or, or fucks and then someone dies. Well, what and about then, when they kept replacing black people? Like they would kill one African American <laughs> and then replace them with a new actor <laughs> who would replace like, them. Yeah. Exactly. For four actor. seasons, it was like you could only have one black person. And they had season. to no overlap. That's like, true. I didn't think about overlap. that. And they were. I, I was like, what the fuck, dude? I just didn't get it. But anyway. Yeah. I, I love elements of Walking Dead and, and the Walker Stalker yep. and all that, you know, but, uh, you know, it's good for Atlanta. We'll give it that, too. I, Absolutely. So Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, give those wonderful makeup artists more work because they are amazing down there. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we'll go see, and we'll come see the Gotham cast here at AwesomeCon when they come visit. So, um, I have another. I, I have, have to no- catch up on Gotham. You got to mm-hmm. catch up Gotham. on Gotham. Oh, also, I will. I shall. Frank, uh, well, I'm caught up. Frank is also going to be there. Are you caught up? All right. Show good. off. So, all right. <laughs> all right. So more fan <laughs> events. And here's one coming up because it's our one year anniversary. And I wanted to make sure that also, because we'll probably talk about it on our next episode. Music. Wiener, 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 wiener. Wiener, wiener, wiener. Now, do you ladies know and gentlemen that there's actually a beer, an official beer licensed by HBO for there's Game of Thrones? Yes, I have. I, yes. Has, has anyone drank? Has anyone had any of the Game of Thrones beers? Because I have. I no. Not yes, yet, but you want to don't like beer. Go Aaron, block. cousin Aaron, super Aaron. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I, uh, I had the, the take the black. Oh, yeah, the black. Oh, I had the red. Yes. I love the red. Well, I have, a, I have big news on this front. Are you ready? Here's the big news. Go! Brewer, Brewery Omegang, who's the company that's officially licensed to make these beers, has made another beer related called the Seven Kingdoms Hoppy Wheat Ale. Which has an official oh, license drop list. They're going to have a premiere party for this beer release on 414 in Philadelphia at the Eastern State Penitentiary Museum, which is a fucking a penitentiary museum. castle prison. Okay? Music. It's a rave. Uh-huh. It they're going to show the first episode of the new season. It's going to I be would w- I wish day. I could go to that. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Oh I, I wish if I could. You sit, 
<laughs> yeah, so that, that that's I would be so drunk because I bet you that's going to be like really strong beer. The red I had was pretty strong. It wasn't it wasn't oh, like a session yeah. beer. It wasn't yeah, like I, a, a yingling or anything. No, no. It it, it 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 sounds like one of the more fun events in a while. And they did it last year, supposedly for their event. Cool. It was so big they had to have it again. So if so, if you're in Philadelphia on four fourteen, which I think is like a Thursday, go do this event at the Eastern State Penitentiary. Yeah, it's like next Thursday. Do it for me. Do it for me. Do it for the witches. <laughs> All the sexy witches. Um, oh, and just speaking of tickets going on sale, and this is really important. On four fifteen, the day after, and Aaron in the West Coast, write this down too. Uh, oh. Tickets go on sale for the Rift Track Mystery Science Theater three thousand reunion on the June twenty eighth. Okay, tickets yeah. go on sale uh, April fifteenth. Um, the the show itself takes place in Minneapolis. Big surprise simulcasting starting at seven p.m. on the East Coast. So. Um, and slated to officially finally agreed to do it was Joe Hudson and Trace Ballou. So they're both mm-hmm. coming now. So oh, Joe Hudson, cool. Trace Ballou, Frank Connors, Mary Jo Peel, Bridget Nelson, and and the new guy, Jonah Ray, are all going to be at this event. Mm-hmm. So if you're a geek and love MST3K, tickets go on sale for 15. So remember that, ladies and gentlemen. I have actually been to Best Brain Studios back in the day. And I stood yeah. on the satellite of love, and I have a picture of me standing there holding a Tom servo on the exact exactly. Oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> oh, I remember watching Mystery Science Theater 3000 all the fucking time. Oh my god, I my father-in-law loved my father-in-law it got me the into best it. Thing on TV at the time. It really was. It was yeah. I got it, so. nothing done on a Sunday afternoon because on a Sunday afternoon, Comedy Central showed Mystery Science Theater 3000 and then Absolutely <laughs> Fabulous. I was on the butt. My butt was on the seats for three hours on a Sunday. I didn't go anywhere. I was like it. So, you know, best shows on You're television. Like, so. And Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt was Sunday night. The crypt. No, H. Well, I, I, had, I had one of those cable boxes I could manipulate, so I could like <laughs> I could get any channel I wanted. Shit, Tales from the Crypt <laughs> and Mystery Science Theater 3000 were were my jam. Are you excited for the new movie being directed by M Night Shyamalan? Oh, Shyamalan, ding dong! Sorry, <laughs> new movie. Oh, oh, you didn't uh-huh. hear? Oh, makes trees. You know, I, I thought it was going to be a scary. series. I thought they had. I thought they said they were revamping the series. That's what oh, I thought too. I thought too. it was going to be a standalone movie, and they were initially talking about no crypt keeper in it at all. Oh, but they changed no. that too quick. Yeah, exactly. What's that? No, I'd rather be like locked in a cell with my copy of Demon Knight for like 25 years. <laughs> yeah. You know, upon second watching Bordello Blood was actually quite entertaining. I watched that this past madness. I, you, you know what's fucking funny about that? This is such a me Not story, but good. like I didn't like Bordello Blood, a Bordello Blood when I was younger, and um, forgot a lot of it. I just remember, you know, the guy from. You know, he was doing the news news thing on Saturday Night Live. Thank you, because drinking. Um, So I watched it again, like, like in the past year or so. 
And I was so pissed because, like, the attitude that the red-headed vampire has, I was like, she's kind of, like, hack. I'm like, oh, my God. Because I didn't plan for this at all. I thought she was a bitch. She annoyed the shit out of me. And then I watch it later. I'm like, that's, like, part my vampire. I'm an asshole. (laughs) I'm like, like, I'm a fucking bitch. (laughs) But... Although it's it's like it's kind of like her, but like she, but I run around and grab every woman's ass, so that makes it a little bit maybe better. Yeah. I don't know. When, when Whatever you depends on how you look at funny. it. When yeah, Bordelia Bur- has its moment. I said not Dennis Miller, and I'm going to stand by that. But his comedy <laughs> in that movie is painful. Well, okay. Dennis Miller. Yeah, I love Dennis Miller. Oh, I do too. Sorry. But he's better when he has a desk in front of him. You know. He he is. He is. He's, he's yeah. I like him better. Yeah. 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 Dennis Miller Live was my shit, man. I loved that. I loved that show. I used mm-hmm. to love his live commentaries. I mean, like the his rants and the when yeah. he did the news yeah. clips, which he continued from you know Saturday Night Live, and he kept doing them in his show. Oh he my God! Really they were hysterical. Someone else was writing for him, and um, I actually have met a couple of his writers, and they're very funny. I always got the biggest kick him trying to announce Star Trek geeky things or Jewish holidays or whatever, and watching <laughs> him fuck that up so very badly. And I, I began to develop a theory that the writers put that shit in there just to fuck with him. <laughs> maybe, you, maybe because totally they would do that. That crew would do that. Yeah, <laughs> that crow would do that. And and I don't think he got it because he was laughing at his not being able to pronounce that stuff. <laughs> Whatever. Either that, or he could have been drunk on camera. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I gotta. <laughs> keep, I'm gonna keep on rolling, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm almost out of time the train tonight. Gets so. Oh no. Well, I, I do I do want to mention a couple more things because one of it, the Colonial Theater is having a tribute to their old programmer, Joel Reckenbecker, who passed recently. Uh not old, but he actually wasn't old. But um he, and uh he uh so they're making a film festival in his honor. It's free, it's this weekend on Sunday, starting at three o'clock. It's called um the Joel Five Gold Film Fest, and they're showing three films for free. Um, you do have to book tickets in advance, I think, but you don't have to pay. Ocean's Eleven, The Fifth Element, and The Big Lebowski is on the lineup. So, uh, oh my God, the so, dude! That's a pretty big triple feature. So, uh, uh, and it's free. Give me the money, so Lebowski. So, Joel Fried Gold Film Fest at the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, home of the Block Fest and Italian Splatter Fest, which we are regulars at. Uh, on 416, you have the best independent film festival on the East Coast, and that is Salt City Film Fest in Syracuse, New York. And they always have the pulse of the independent films. So, if you want to do great horror, that's the place to go. So Kyracuse, New York on 416. Or come down to yeah. us if you want to nerd it up. We are nerding it up on 416 and 417 here in D.C. We are the USA Science and Engineering Festival every two years. Huge, huge thing. Unfortunately, a lot of military industrial complexes there, but every other thing you could think of, it says demotion, think geek, Every geeky person within driving distance of D.C. is at this thing. There will be Oculus Rift 
until your heads explode. Mm. Every booth will have when they only a few had them this year. This year there's going to be a shit ton of them. And my favorite band of all time, who's also on my interview list, they might be Giants, is not having one but two concerts during the festival really? on Saturday, the 16th. Yeah, so definitely going at least to the four o'clock show. Um, so um, and my daughter got invited to a birthday party on the same day, and it's like, oh crap, we were going to go to this. We're already pre-registered to go. So I'm like, do I convince Lily to go? Because like, I wanted to have her birthday party. So <laughs> oh, I don't know what to do. Um, and last but not least, on the film screening, independent film screening, AFI here in in, in Silver Spring here in DC. Also, uh, Cal Gore Duval's been hosting. Uh, um, classic horror movies the last couple of years in the big exactly. large theater and he's doing king kong 1933 Aww. on the 9th which is absolutely one of my favorite films it probably That's is the first cool. horror film i ever saw so you know i and, and i love stop animation because of that and so so that's all the film screenings i have i also one more thing and then i'm going to not talk about anything else uh don't forget archer dropped so if you haven't, Archer Season 6 dropped, you need to watch that if you have streaming sites. Um, the OC Seasons 1 through 4 dropped on Hulu. And, of course, today's Star Wars Force Awakens dropped. Ghost in the Shell Ooh. dropped. Justice League versus Teen Titans is about to drop. Moonwalkers is about to drop on DVD. And most importantly on streaming, on Shudder, which I don't talk about very much, which is the horror streaming site, is dropping mm -hmm. the WNUF Halloween special directed by my boys here in um, Chris Lamatita and Jimmy George here in Baltimore. And it's a wonderful throwback fake news reporting kind of a thing. It is a lot of fun. So the WNUF Halloween special is now streaming on Shutter. So now you can see it. Everyone can see it. So that is it, ladies and gentlemen. I am done with the community calendar, at least as much as I'm going to talk about. Um, and I have no topics for the 19th. <laughs> so we have to think about that before then. Uh, I had about, uh, well, I was going to say what about your anniversary show, right? Well, that is yeah. our anniversary show. So if Jennifer Espinall says yes, clearly we're going to have a topic. Uh, but but yeah. um, if we don't, my other topic was going to be is drive-in movie season and preservation, which is a passion we haven't, I have mine that I haven't mm -hmm. talked about much on this show. It's supporting your local drive-in cinemas. And so I've been trying to get um, Dee Vogel, the guy who owns the Benjis here in Maryland, uh, I've contacted them three times. They've contacted me back once saying resubmit and never wrote me back. And I know they've seen some of my posts. I've posted an email on their comments and on their Facebook page, and they, I can't get them to write back. So I have Erin Marie yeah. on a mission to talk to the whole drive-in near her, which is a nonprofit drive-in movie theater, which, you know, I mm -hmm. always like to support the nonprofits. So we're going to try to see if we can get one of them to come on the show and talk about drive-in movie theaters. But uh, we'll see. It might be one of those topics we don't know. That's on the 19th. And then we have not one, not two, but three episodes in May. Oh, my God. It's going to be a busy month because on top of the Madness theme announcement in the middle of the month, we have, of course, got 
Texas a report from Texas Frightmares, from Bat Days in the Park. We're also going to have uh, uh, Steve Anderson, the founder of AwesomeCon himself, coming on right before AwesomeCon and to do an interview on our show. Thank you, Steve Anderson. I really appreciate it. Uh, so May is going to be the shiznit on Sexy Witches, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you once again for Dina and Kelsey for calling in. Thank you, my dear, the cuz, for calling in as well. And thank you, Bonnie, as always, for calling in. Thank you to my Sexy Witches, Queenie Todd and Erin Marie. Look for our Facebook pages and our profiles. And always go to Blog Talk to find Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches. You can also find us on Stitcher and on iTunes. Once again, thank you. Good fool hunting and blessed be. Let's leave with a little bit of David Bowie. Good night, all. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, Iggy. I'm taking it back. Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop's new record. Good night, all. I'm gonna break into your heart.
follow till I get under your skin and the wall comes tumbling down and you finally let me in. 